Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Beer and Money here on TalkShoe.com as part of the PWP uh, Radio uh, Network. I am, of course, your host, uh, JCD, and for the next two hours or so, we will be delving into a lot of things in regards to the world of professional wrestling. Uh, we will be delving into uh, the Royal Rumble uh, contracts. Uh, a lot of WrestleMania changes that appear to uh, be out there. Um, some Hall of Fame news and much, much more. We'll see what Toph wants to get into when he gets on. Um, it is Friday. It is 3 o'clock. It is a very quiet weekend stateside. But, of course, the big action will be uh, this weekend in the U.K., for the UK tournament. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pretend that I know anybody other than uh, Mark Andrews, uh, who was Mandrews in TNA, because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't. Uh, if you go to pwpnation.com, uh, who we are sponsored by, uh, Tim Bell has a in-depth preview of the tournament, of some of the stars uh, that are scheduled for it and and whatnot. So, you know, if you want to get a better feel for the tournament, and, and maybe I should be one of you guys that does this, head over to the site and check out um, Tim's article and, you know, get yourself a little familiar with these guys uh, heading into if you plan on watching this tournament over the weekend. Uh, it's on at a weird time. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, uh, live or if I'm going to watch it, what you call it, uh, you know, at some point on demand, but I, 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 I just, I don't know. Um, so, uh, I'm very interested to see where, more importantly, I think getting these guys here for Monday might be a little much. But, you know, especially with the go-home to the Rumble, I could see the winner of the tournament getting a spot just to get some exposure in the Rumble. I definitely could see that. Um, 
you know, it'd be a good way to get the quote unquote the champion of this thing out there and get him up and running. So that 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 will be something they haven't announced. That's just something I think they'll do. Um, I think they'll maybe give the winner a spot in the rumble. Uh, but again, like I said, that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I've got Chris, so let me bring him in right away. Christopher. Chris. Hey, yo, what's going on? What's up? Oh, I just uh, was watching a little bit of um, <clears throat> was watching a little bit of a uh, of uh, Impact Wrestling. I'll finish the rest of it later, though. I usually watch it always on uh on Fridays. Man, I'm so spoiled on DVR. I, I can't watch anything <laughs> live anymore. <laughs> uh, it, it's I'll tell you, DVR. I truly <laughs> believe this now is made for parents. Yeah. I'm probably. I'm using it. I don't even have a kid. I'm probably going to be like addicted by then. Because, because I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I'm a wrestling guy. Duh. I'm a Gotham guy. I like shows like that. You know, my wife's a big Law and Order SVU person. You can't watch that with a three-year-old. No, you can't. You, you know. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Man, you DVR know. is a godsend. What yeah. my schedule usually is is um let's see, how do I usually do it? Let's see for wrestling. Usually on a good week I don't watch Raw live. What I'll do is I'll wait till like nine thirty five to start okay. watching. Yep. And then I'll just like I'll I'll fast forward through the segments mm-hmm. that are kinda like filler. And most of the time, I'll somehow catch up to the end of the show, even though oh, that's, I'm like an that's hour. that's not crazy. I, I can tell you right now, that that's my Monday nights. My son is normally in bed by, if he if he goes to 9 o'clock, it's late, because he, he, he goes to daycare mm. uh, very early on Tuesdays. So 9, maybe 9.15 by the time I settle down and I get to watch it. And, yeah, it is more often than not, I find myself, quite easily catching up to, you know, yeah. very quickly. Sometimes um, you can tell, like, if it's going to be a good episode. And then, yeah, I can just watch it. But, like, most of the time, it's fast forward. SmackDown yep. depends. Uh, SmackDown, sometimes I'll um, I'll watch it like on SmackDown's a, a little harder because it's only two hours. But yeah, I yeah. feel like because Raw is three, and this is not a let's crap on Raw for being three hours thing, but I just feel like, it's easier to blow through a few things yeah, and get caught is. up, whereas SmackDown, to its credit, is more boom, 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 boom. You you want to watch the mm. Ziggler match. You want to watch the Miz segment. You want to see what Alpha does. You want to see what Wyatt's doing. And I find, like, I can't get – it's – I couldn't even tell you if it's happened, but – I'm sure it has, but I don't think I've ever been able to catch up to SmackDown. No, if, if it's two hours, it just it just yeah. goes by. Usually with SmackDown, usually I'm watching like on a 25-minute or 20-minute delay because I get mm-hmm. in late on Tuesdays. Then what I'll do, um, I like to watch Talking Smack in the morning of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending... Uh, I'll watch. I'll watch Talking Smack on Tuesday morning. Then after that, 
on Wednesday. Um, I never watch NXT live. I usually wait till NXT is over, then I'll check it out like at um, like at eleven ish or something. Okay. And then on and then depending on 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 how quickly the Lucha Underground episode is uploaded, I'll check it out that night or the next morning. Okay. And then for for TNA, I'll usually just watch like on um, like Friday afternoon, like between uh, twelve and two, or like one and two, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like SmackDown is just two hours. And, um, well, I, I and don't the good thing about TNA, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, and I, I find this, even though I mean, listen, I'm not a TNA guy, and, and you know, again, this is not a bash TNA type thing at all. But the fact that Pop puts it on demand on their on their on Pop's on demand. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not under pressure to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you can. I can turn it's very around and easy be like, to, to binge watch it. Yeah, like I'll be honest with you, I'm home by myself Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays. My wife works from home Wednesday, Thursday, so she's you know her and my son are home that day. So Wednesday and Thursday are completely out. But like I could sit down on a Tuesday afternoon if I'm not doing anything. And all right, there's the last three episodes of Impact on Pop on Demand. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just pretty easy to go through. Yeah. So um, Raw is definitely the only show where, um, of all the wrestling shows, it's the only show where DVR really, really, really plays a factor. I can get through most of the other shows relatively um, fine. Like on TNA, when do I usually? I I I don't really fast forward through anything particular on TNA, and for SmackDown, I might fast forward through anything dealing with uh, Nikki Bella and Carmella. Outside of that, though, um, I can watch most shows, but Raw, mm, Raw's just and I must yeah. fast forward through like at least sixty percent of the show. Like least. I said, it's easy to get. <laughs> Let me tell you how bad Raw is. Let me tell you how bad, or how bad it's been. I couldn't tell you the week or the episode, because I'm bad with stuff like that. But I got through Gotham, and then went to Raw on DVR, and caught up the <laughs> segment before the main event. Yeah, and I, pretty I, bad. I, I, The only thing I fast forward on Gotham is the commercials. I don't... I don't yeah. care how dull of an episode it is. I feel like everything is potent to something on Gotham that's mm-hmm. going to get called back in three weeks. So I will not fast forward a minute of that show. It's pretty I, bad because um, my mom, she's similar. She's starting to catch on because uh, I think, well, right now all the shows are taking a break. But yeah. like last, last, um, last year, like in November, I would watch Gotham and then I'd watch Supergirl. And then after watching Gotham and Supergirl, I would like somehow get back to Raw. <laughs> I would somehow get through Raw. And my mom was like, well, "Wait a minute, Raw and Super." She was like, "Gotham and Supergirl, that's like two hours, and Raw's three. So she's like, "How did you get to the end of the show?" And I was like, "I fast forwarded through most of it." <laughs> Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, Bo Dallas. Yeah, it's, it's where, pretty where, bad. Where do you want me to? Where do you want me to end? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's it's, yeah. it's getting to the point where. Like, um, sometimes, like, uh, some people, some folks, what they're starting to do is, I know some folks, they're, they're not even DVRing through Raw anymore. What some folks are starting to do is, I know some folks that are starting to watch at 9.30, like, they'll tune in at 9.30, and then they'll watch from there. And then those folks that do that will say they enjoyed Raw. I'm like, well, of course you did. You saw one hour and 30 yeah. minutes of it. Well, I, I've got a friend who... 
he works till about nine, give or take around the same time, about nine, nine thirty at, at night. And he's told me what he does sometimes is he'll go on and he'll read what's going on. Like he'll go on Twitter and, you know, kind of gauge what's going on. And, and that's going to determine what he watches when he gets home, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell this is going nowhere, you know, or, all right, you know what, this may end pretty good. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to watch, you know, and, and, you know, it's just, it's it's crazy, you know, how things, how many things there are now, you know, and, and plus you add the fact that they're on Hulu and all that, like, plus if you have, I think it's NBC Universal is like its own channel. They replay it on like, I think a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But I think it's two hours. I don't. I think used it's to have a channel break. called. Uh, I used to have a channel. I don't know if I still have it. Um, actually, um, let's see. I'm actually uh, near my TV right now. Let me see if the uh, channel is still available. Uh, do you have Xfinity? No, I have. Uh, I have Optimum. Optimum. Okay. Let's see. Um, let's see here. Is it still there? It's. Uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, there it is, right there. Yes, I have a Universal Channel. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. It's a Channel 208 for me. For me, they used to show um, raw replays on uh, Saturday nights. They used to. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked yeah, in a while, though. They they do that. They do SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, so but the like, episodes they show are usually like from like two months prior. If that no, makes sense. No, no, no. Then this is. Then we're thinking of something different. This okay. is literally this week's Raw. Ah, okay, that is different. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's what this is. I, I you know, I like I said I want to say I I want to say it's Wednesdays. So there's so many you know, there's so many different options and it sucks because it used to be okay, you know what? I want to watch it again. When is it on? Now it's just like, oh, all right, I didn't watch it Monday night. I'll watch it, you know, I'll watch it on Hulu or I'll watch it on Universal or I'll watch it. Like, there's no, I, I don't know, maybe with WrestleMania season right around the corner, maybe there's going to be that I got to see what happens with this. No. I, I know. Like, like no. I go through my, like, I clean out my it's DVR getting, every now and then. It's, it's getting to the point now. Where not even the smart cities can save Raw. They're going. They're doing shows like in Chicago, where they're like going to the UK. Like not even the smart cities can can save Raw. You can tell it's not working. One of the main reasons why this brand split is such a failure is because I remember how it used to be in the ruthless aggression era, where like if Raw mentioned SmackDown, the fans would boo, or if SmackDown mentioned Raw, the fans would boo. But it's like on Raw, there's segments of Steph McMahon straight out acknowledging that SmackDown has a higher ratings, and then you hear fans cheer. Cheering, yeah. You can you can hear them mentioning SmackDown, and fans cheer, and it's like and where I'll is be the loyalty? You. It's funny you mentioned that. I was shocked they mentioned that. Right. There's no I loyalty. Was... Like back then, back then you had fans that would like I knew fans that exclusively just watched Raw. Yeah. And then you had fans that exclusively watched SmackDown. Yep. I had I had a buddy who. Was strictly a SmackDown guy, mm-hmm. and you know what? When we'd go out on the weekends, you know, I mean, SmackDown would be on Thursday, it'd be on Friday. It was harder to watch. 
he was my go-to guy. Hey, what happened on SmackDown? Oh, you know, Undertaker did this, Booker did this, Ray did this, Batista did that. And then he would ask me, what what happened on Raw? Like, right. yeah, he would not watch Raw. Yeah, it's starting to get to that point. And what I'm really concerned about now is, uh, you know, they're going to smart cities and not even they can save it. Um, and Here's the I problem. Said, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what the problem is because – the sec I think the second to last Raw before WrestleMania is gonna be here in Brooklyn. And mm. there's normally I can honestly say maybe not all together, but there's probably at least ten people I know that I could go to and say, Hey, Raw's gonna be at the Barclays. Even if we grab like thirty dollar check tickets, you wanna go? And normally Three, four of us end up going, this one can't go because the time doesn't work, whatever the case is. You don't know. The problem, and I, I go into Raw the night after SummerSlam because, well, where's John Cena? Well, where's AJ Styles? Right, well, not on Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, my friend's girlfriend, where's Nikki Bella? Mm-hmm. They're on SmackDown. Yeah. I didn't. I, well, I I didn't know that. I want to. I that's who I want to see. Where's SmackDown going to be? Hmm. I think the big question here is, uh, and I've talked about it before. So you know, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I'm mentioning it one last time. And I really think a lot of fans haven't realized it now. But now that SmackDown is live, um, there's a very good chance now. And as you've said before, you've mentioned a few times that the SmackDown Live is now part of the WrestleMania weekend package. It is, yeah. You know, so I think we're going to see the birth of something new this year where for the first time I think um I think the 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 post Smack the post WrestleMania SmackDown could potentially be the new thing because that's the show where I don't know if the craziness will. happens. Well, I don't the, know if it will. I'm not saying the show will be better, but what I'm saying is because Raw as a show is not enjoyable overall, I can see many of those smart fans skipping Raw and going to the post-SmackDown show instead. I I, I get what you're saying, but I'll tell you why I disagree with you. I think because as much as the the smart fans know, do I go to Raw or do I go to SmackDown, odds are SmackDown's going to be the better show. Here's the thing that's, that's, you know, holds that up, though. At the end of the day, Raw is always going to be the flagship. And I've, I'm sure I've said it to you since this thing has started that eventually they're going to gut SmackDown and put all the guys that are drawing. You know, oh, what, what did the American Alpha segment do? Oh, it did a, you know, it did a 3-2. All right, well, let's get, I'm just going to throw a name out here. Let's get the club off Raw because they're only drawing a 1-4, and let's get that alpha team on, you know, on Raw. I think that's going to happen, and I think people know that. And if anything's going to happen with debuts, returns, you know, call-ups, I think you're more inclined to get your bigger ones to still happen on Raw. And I think that more so than... The oh, potential for storylines. I see what you're saying, but we don't know that for sure people. yet. Right, but I'm, you know, you would, with the mentality would tend you to. I'll be honest with you. If you came to me and said, John, I've got one ticket for post WrestleMania Raw, one ticket for post WrestleMania SmackDown. Which one do you want to go to? I'll be honest with you. I would still go to Raw 
because, like I said, you're probably going to get the better call-ups. If there's going to be a big debut, it's going to be there, and you're going to get the big, as, even though it may not be the best thing in the world, you're going to get the attempt at a big shock angle on Raw. I see what you're saying, but again, this is the first time they're doing it with SmackDown being live, so no, we can't I, say that I, I confidently. No, I get what you're saying, but until, until they show me differently, I would still lean towards Raw. At the rate that it's going right now, I feel like the post-SmackDown live WrestleMania show will probably be like an NXT show. That's the feeling I'm getting right you now. Know, you know what I think they're going to do, to be honest with you? I think for those two nights, I think it's going to be all bets are off. Well, we'll see. I, I know. I, I, that's, what I, that's what I think. I think it's going to be put everybody and their mother on Raw, and then we'll back end the guys on to SmackDown for Tuesday night. Mm. I know a friend of mine had the idea that he thought that the post-Mania Raw should have Raw and SmackDown talents. Just that one show in particular. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's a good idea, but I'm not too worried about it, but um, uh, hopefully we'll see. But, um, yeah, it's, it's getting to the point where not even smart fans can save Raw now. Yeah, so, no, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I think the Raw tickets for the, for the Barclays go on sale next week, and, mm-hmm. and I think they're going on sale on a Friday. I, I'm going to go look on Monday mm-hmm. to see what's available, and that's going to tell you. Because the Barclays is not that big of a place. You know, it's the type of building where every seat is more or less a good seat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're not anywhere near close to sold out, then you're right, and that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. I'm, starting to feel bad. I'm starting to feel bad a little bit because um, I'm starting to see some matches, and it's like I'm starting to tune out. Because it's like when you see the same match a few times or like when you see combinations of the same match, you you, you kind of have like that feeling of deja vu like uh, this week when Seth Rollins fought Braun Strowman. And I was like, that's losing its novelty real quick. Yeah, I was like, could have sworn we just saw this yeah. match. And then as it's happening, I'm like, oh, yes, because we did. So, yeah. you know, that's starting. You know, I understand what they want to do with Strowman and we'll we'll get into the fact that it looks like they're kind of blowing up the WrestleMania card, you know. But, mm. yeah, uh, the, you know, because eventually, if they're going to do what I think they're going to do with Braun, if they keep teasing this Rollins-Braun match, people are going to flip their shit when Strowman pins Rollins. Oh. Pretty well. I won't say it's clear what his direction is, but it was uh, definitely implied on Monday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, and now that you know, t- it, take a Cena appears to be off. Mm-hmm. And there's and gee, Taker looks like he'll be facing somebody from the Raw brand. Who? Gee, who who could we possibly be talking about? Wow. The only good thing about that, I'll be honest with you, though, is it already looks like Cena's going to lose to AJ because Cena's going to film a movie like right after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy, I think Owens is going to retain. Mm. I think he so. Could, he, he could, but 
on paper, I mean, this is crazy to suggest anyway, but if Taker was to somehow win the Rumble, he shouldn't, but it's whatever. If he was somehow able to win the Rumble, on paper, Taker versus Roman, that's going to put more butts in seats than Taker versus Owens. No disrespect to Owens. No, I think Taker but... Owens would be a better match, but more fans would be more intrigued to see Taker Roman, for the wrong reasons that is. Yeah. But um, yeah, Taker Roman would definitely. I could totally see Taker Roman like being a, a front poster mm-hmm. of Mania. More fans would be way more invested in that match. But I do think uh, Owens Taker would be better promo wise. Yes. Yeah. You know, because Owens would he would hold his own promo wise. Mm-hmm. You know, he would talk about how he grew up watching WWE and. But, you know, you're old now. It's my time, you know. So, you know, as far as, like, the story is concerned, like, as a fan, I would rather see Taker Owens. Owens. Yeah. But from a casual standpoint, Roman Taker would have way more. Supposedly Taker's not even winning the Rumble. Yeah, that's what Like, Meltzer went into this whole big thing this week that he's not going to win the Rumble, he's not going to be in any one of the title matches, Mm -hmm. and he's facing somebody from Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that tells me unless they're going to sum, unless they're going to do Roman Taker without the title, that's a different story. You know, I, I don't know how you get there. I mean, I'm sure you get creative with it, but yeah, you know, right, right now they don't. I don't. They don't know what they're going to do. Um, I, I, I think they. I think a lot of it, and I do believe this though, because he's all over Europe with Triple H, and I'm sure. He is getting in Triple H's back pocket even more so. I think a lot of this really, really hinges on Balor. Hmm. What's his uh, recovery looking like? Depends who you talk to. Okay. You know, you know. Oh, he's not going to be ready for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Oh, he can go for the Rumble. Oh, he's going to be a surprise entrant. Well, he's saying mm-hmm. he's saying he doesn't want to risk it. Supposedly it's probably safer for him to debut after uh, WrestleMania. To me, I mean, obviously we know what happened to Daniel Bryan anyway, but I always said from the beginning the safe move should have been to just, I would have, if I was WWE, I would have just had Roman win the Rumble. Then um, whatever decided they do, like I said, I would have had Roman win the Rumble. Then I would have did the usual Roman, Lesnar, Rollins, like all of that could have happened. You know, then the segment they did where Lesnar went crazy and he killed Cole and he killed the mm-hmm. security guys and then Seth Rollins ran and then you could have had Roman still selling the injury. I would have just brought Brian back that night because technically he was the champion and he had to drop it due to an injury. Um, it definitely seemed like a safer move to do. Of course, we yeah. know what happened to Brian anyway. He had to retire. The next night, yeah. Yeah, but but still, that would have been the smarter aspect yeah. because if they did that, it, I, I think the the backlash for Roman – Winning the Rumble would have nowhere been. It wouldn't have been there. It it would have been there, but it would not have been as bad. As bad, you know. So I've always feel like the Bryan situation, it taught me that from this point forward going on, if you have a top face who has a a possible, like, okay, can you make it in time for Mania? Can you not make it in time for Mania? I know it may suck for that person because working Mania is like the end-all, be-all. But ultimately, if it means the person's in better shape, I just say wait until after Mania. Yeah. That's that's what post Mania Ross for anyway. Returns and, and there's, there's, debuts. It doesn't even have to be about the title for Balor. What what I would do, and I I, I like that idea. I do because mm-hmm. I think if 
and we'll get into another thing, and I, I might just be completely batshit crazy, but I think the pieces are lining up um, <laughs> for something. But I, I would have, obviously, Triple H Rollins at WrestleMania. You have Rollins beat Triple H. And then the next night, I'd have, I'd have Bala come back with Triple H. Obviously, he wants to go after Rollins because Rollins injured him. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that justifies that, a heel turn. It it just makes too much sense. I'm hearing a lot of creative ideas for um for a battle heel turn. Um, I'm hearing one idea. One idea I heard was that uh Balor would return, win the Rumble, and, and instead of challenging for the Universal title, challenge the WWE title, which would be AJ, and mm. then and then do the draft sometime after that, where you have. Gallows and Anderson go to SmackDown, um, and then you basically tease them joining AJ, but then they join Balor, and then they turn on AJ, and you have, like, the club on SmackDown, which would actually be good yeah. for SmackDown. Balor, uh, Gallows, Anderson, two hours, SmackDown, I'm a more for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, at least there's. I'm seeing some creative ideas, because usually yeah. when fans say turn a guy heel, they just say turn him heel. But I'm seeing some fans being creative yeah, with Balor. Yeah, actually... The the one good thing about this is there's actually a million ways you could do this, and there's enough ju- like in ways that would work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's enough of the history there. You're you right, know? though. So, I mean, yeah, Rollins you're right. Did, Rollins did hurt him, so that does justify. And him, you know uh, what? You could put Bal- you could put Balor with Gallows and Anderson as you know with Triple H. Mm-hmm. You know, to go after Rollins, which then of course will tease your Shield thing, and then you could have like AJ kind of be like. You know, hey, what's going on? And you know, yeah. You know, I I I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but you know, you can kind of do something there too. Yeah, with, if you, know. you book that right, you could turn that into the club versus the Shield by SummerSlam yeah. or some other. Yeah, show. which I which I hear Vince is totally enamored with the idea of. I've yeah, heard yeah. that that Vince. Yeah. We'll is, see that eventually. We'll see Shield versus Club and uh. If everything goes well and no one gets hurt in NXT, at some point we'll see uh, Sanity versus Shield, which will be cool just for the entrances alone. <laughs> you know, so that'd be cool. I really like yeah. that one Shield entrance when they were in uh UK when they arrived in the helicopter. Helicopter, was, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, they've been showing that a lot recently. So. Um, yeah. They've been showing that. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's on the verge of happening at some point. I know Vince wants it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like getting circling back to Taker. I think we're going to take a Braun. Um, yeah, I they could have the shown anybody. Why, they could have shown anybody, um, yeah. like Taker said, and they showed Braun. So if yeah. Taker Braun isn't the plan, then there's definitely going to be, like, an angle at Rumble or something. Yeah. And uh, another thing that's definitely changed Taker is, uh, you know, they confirmed that uh, WrestleMania 34 is going to be back in New Orleans. That's the place. exactly where I was going next. Yeah, the place where he was. I think that's lost. where you're going to you, – you do one of two things there. You do him and Cena as the farewell, or you do him and Lesnar, and he avenges the final demon. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. I think him uh, him being at the press conference really just kind of shows me that uh, – you know, yeah, he'll be around longer and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, him fighting Strowman, uh, 
it's kind of a step back, but from an old school perspective, it makes sense because in Taker's streak, as we talked about last week, um, in the beginning, I mean, he he always fought monsters, you know, Giant Gonzalez, kind of, Bundy, yeah, Diesel, yeah. Sid, like that was that was how it started. So him fighting Strowman's kind of going back to the basics. So I think a lot of, I know a, a lot of hardcore fans, you know, IWC fans, they may I mean, not be crazy. It. Yeah, but from a casual standpoint, that's actually going to be is a, what this is what built the streak. Yeah, yeah, this is actually, your your Bundys, your Gonzalez's, mm, your Mark Henrys, you know. Yeah, a lot of your, a lot of the younger demographic will really be into that match. Yeah, you know? and Strowman's been dominant on Raw too, so these kids who aren't familiar with Taker, they're probably going to be like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not mad. So, but well, I, if, and and I think <laughs> if they were smart in the Rumble, if it is going to be Taker Strowman and and something's going to go down at the Rumble with Strowman and Taker. I'd have Strowman, and this is the only reason why I would have these guys in it, but it makes sense for what you would do with Strowman. I'd have him eliminate your big show, your Kane, your guys like that. Like, wow, you know, look at all the humanity he's getting out of here, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Braun is dominating, you know. He's by himself dominating, and all of a sudden, boom, and Taker, and it hits for Taker. Let me ask you this, since we're talking about the Rumble, and I know we're kind of going all over the place. Where would you put Lesnar and Goldberg? They need to be at the very beginning. Thank you. Um, they need to be at the very Get beginning. Get that over with. Yeah. What I do is uh, I do something similar to what they did in 2011. We've talked about before. 2011 mm-hmm. had a very interesting start that had that big brawl, which at the time made fans feel like it was going to lead to an angle, but it just didn't lead to anything. It was just right. a way for them to kill time. What I do is um, I'd have like, um, I don't know, uh, some, it can be any heel. It could be like, um, you could have someone like Jinder Mahal or someone like um, Curtis Axel. It doesn't necessarily have to be a heel, but like a comic relief person. Have them be like uh number three or number yep. four and like have like the first two, three people somehow eliminate each other. And then you could have someone in the ring by themselves. They cut a promo like how punk did in 2010, which was great. And then have Goldberg come out number five and then Goldberg just fucking destroys him. And then have Lesnar come out after that. Or you could just have Lesnar attack whoever the next person is and just, you know, See, what I would Lesner. do, I would do it a little different. I would do it one of two ways. I'd either have Lesnar be Goldberg and Lesnar be one and two, mm-hmm. and just like I like you said, have them destroy number three and then just destroy each other. Yeah. Or I'd have Lesnar be like five or six, eliminate the next couple first couple guys that are in there, and just every time he eliminates somebody, scream for Goldberg. You know, yeah, yeah. and then that, at that like eight, nine, ten. Well, not ten because that should be Dillinger's spot if he's going <laughs> to be in it. Whatever, eight, nine, whatever. Because I don't want Dillinger to get killed by Lesnar. Have <laughs> Goldberg come out, and then that's when that thing just explodes. Right, and, and what you would I actually do, have that moment where you know the next person in is actually in the ring by themselves. Yeah, and um, what I would do for the Goldberg, um, Lesnar thing is uh, they would eliminate each other, and uh, the bra would be so intense that they would have to temporarily stop the Rumble match. Like, you know, security and other guys not involved in the Rumble will come out and break them up. You know, like, have it go on literally for, like, not too long, but, like, at least 
maybe three to four minutes. Yeah. Kind of similar to what happened with Lesnar and Taker. Like, have so much humanity be breaking them up that mm-hmm. you could not start the counter because there wouldn't be anywhere for the Rumble participants. Hold on, to yeah, hold on, hold yeah. on, yeah. Yeah, so I would just have it go on literally for like three, four minutes, break them up, and then when things settle down, you know, you could All have right, like... bring them I'm, out. Yeah, bring them out, and then you could have like number nine come out, and then it could let it be a heel. And then if you want to debut Dillinger at 10, then he could come out at 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about that heel? Right, right. Toss out the heel, and uh, I, some, I'm, I saw something really funny. I saw two, two really uh, funny troll ideas. I, I doubt WWE has the intelligence to do it. The first idea I saw was they should play Daniel Bryan's music for number thirty, and then have the Miz come out. Miz for come out. I, I think you po- did. You post that this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and then another, gonna... and then another idea. I thought this was hilarious. Is for number ten. Uh, um. You know, because it's going to be a smart crowd. Have fans expect Ty Dillinger, but then have Wade Barrett come back for one night. <laughs> like, I'm afraid I can't Barrett's some bad back. news. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, not coming back. So that'd be, that'd be funny, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Goldberg, Lesnar, it needs to happen early in the Rumble. Yeah. Like, between numbers uh, four and five. Also, um, this probably doesn't mean anything. It's probably just two years of a coincidence. But um, two years in a row, we've had a return debut at number three. Um, Bubba Bully was number three right. in 2015, and AJ was number three last year. Last year, So uh, it seems they like to debut return people early, which is smart because early in the match, the fans are going to be awake and they'll be active. So if there's going to be a, you know, some people are thinking Kurt Angle's going to come back. So based off that logic, then you could have a Kurt Angle number three or you could have like an NXT debut like a Joe number three, but they seem yeah, to want to have these you, debuts. You can't do Lesnar Goldberg then because you can't have those guys right. fed to Lesnar Goldberg. That's, well, well, like I that's said the before, problem. Man, this Rumble is going to be a fucking headache to book. So, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's going to be, I, yeah, it is. You could sell me, realistically, all you could probably give me about five or six different scenarios, and I would tell you each one of them worked. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not including, the, and that's not including the taker scenario. That's the problem with, uh, you know, the brand split. Yeah, but you know Yeah, but you know what? It's actually a good thing. You know, the last couple of rumbles have been disgustingly predictable. We were talking yeah. about it last week. That you know what? The fact that, and and who knows what's going to break. You know, this week, whatever, you know, God only knows. But as of right now, at 3.40 in the afternoon, with nine days to go to the Rumble, can you honestly tell me who's going to win the Rumble? No, not this time. No, neither can, neither can I. And and that's a good thing. Mm. You know, that that's 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 not bad. You know, that that's... But you know, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. But that's just how it is when you have... Uh... The only problem the I have split. with this is, I, I mean, I, you got to assume it's going to be somebody from Raw because SmackDown's getting the Elimination Chamber. And wouldn't the Elimination Chamber make the most sense to crown the number one contender? Yeah, that's but, what I never liked about two titles, and I don't, I don't like you know, that. So. I mean, it's not even that. It's when you announce who's getting that pay-per-view like six weeks in advance, it kind of takes some of the drama out of it. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, like so. What you could say, do is you could have someone from SmackDown win, 
and then you could have the elimination chamber match where the champion defends, and then the champion, the winner of that match, fights number one contender or whatever. But like you said, elimination chamber being SmackDown exclusive pretty much makes it almost guaranteed someone from Raw is going to win. Yeah. So they really and need to. to their to, credit, uh, <clears throat> to their credit, I know Taker tried to throw everyone for a curveball by saying no one controls me. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. a part of anyone or anything. So Taker's trying to play that whole, I'll be on Raw, I'll be on SmackDown, fuck you, I'll be on Superstars, <laughs> I don't belong to a brand thing, but, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know once he gets as, uh, going with Strowman, he's he's going to be mm-hmm. on Raw all the time. As far as, uh, as far as, you know, the whole Taker Cena thing goes, you know, I've, I've talked about before, and, um, you know, Vince McMahon, uh, you know, he's senile. And I don't always agree with him, but the the general impression that I always heard that he wasn't for Taker's thing because it didn't do anything for the company going forward. And he wants the Undertaker's matches to be with people that <coughs> will benefit the company. And when it comes to the Undertaker versus John Cena, like we've talked about before, the ideal time to do that match was in 2010 or yeah, 2011. But yeah, but you know what? You know what goes out the window with that train of thought? What did Wyatt get from getting Tombstone by him at at that thirty one? Well, right, that's probably the realization. You know, okay. they say that they say that after the Survivor Series, you know, the, the Survivor, whichever one it was, where it was Taker and Kane against yeah, Wyatt. Survivor I mean, Series, yeah. Yeah, the, the reports were saying after that 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 was that match that kind of made them realize, okay, what they're doing with Taker isn't working. It's not helping anyone, and so yeah. from that point forward, that's probably when Vince had a change of mind about Taker. So. um you know, we've talked about before. I've uh, talked about with Aaron before. We've, uh, I remember Aaron and I. We talked about this um, for like two hours once. Um, one of the most rebooked shows ever. Uh, like almost every wrestling site has has a rebooking of this show. It was WrestleMania 27. Um, it, it's not the worst WrestleMania of all time, but it's definitely up there. Um, almost every match that 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 card had could have been something else. 2011 would have been the ideal time. If you want to do uh, Taker's thing or or Taker Cena, 2011 that was, the was the year. Taker's thing, I don't care what Sting says that mm-hmm. he doesn't remember on JBL. Well, no, that on JBL's podcast, whatever. If she did not promise him that world title run, he was going. He was going. That That's what it was. And then mm-hmm. she stepped up at the last minute and said, I'll give you the title. And that's when he signed. Because he figured, okay, I'll work with Jeff Hardy. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this will be different, whatever. You know, and look how well that worked out for everybody. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been the ideal time to yeah. do Sting Taker. Or I, do, and or, I, or, I, I say this personally. I don't say I know this with anything. But that original vignette. And of course, but the it was black for Sting. boots, yeah. the long coat, and the house was Sting. Yeah, that was totally was Sting. sting. Um, and then a lot of WWE people are like, "Oh, it was a coincidence." Like, no, nah, that was sting. no, that <laughs> was for Sting. Because I, I really believe they thought they were gonna get him. And then, like I said, she stepped up. The way the story goes is she stepped up and said, mm-hmm. "I'll give you the title," and that's when he decided to sign with TNA. If she didn't give him the title, he was going. Mm-hmm. Well, it was um, Atlanta, 
It was Atlanta, home of WCW. It made it was way too. It wrote itself. Perfect. It, it wrote itself really. So. And Triple H could have still worked with Sheamus then. Yeah, uh, twenty-seven. I'm not going to go into detail about that, but uh, pretty much the only match on that entire card that is fine as it is is there is uh is Cody versus Ray underrated match that no one really talks about or remembers probably because the whole show I in actually, general. I'll be honest with you. I have no problem with Ms. Cena. I'll be honest with you. I had no, I have no problem with Ms. Cena, especially with the fact that Ms. retained. Because at the end of the day, Ms. can always say he main evented WrestleMania against John Cena. I mean, sure. Won. I, I, I have no problem with the match. It just wasn't good. No, it wasn't. No, but you know what? You know, I'll take that. Even mm. and we've gone into this a million times. That's what Miz really needs. If you really want to make Miz, if you really want to try to make him a main eventer again, at some point he needs to work with Cena again. They need to, they need to, Cena needs to, well, not Cena, Miz needs to, that's that's a blemish on his record. He needs to redeem that really bad Mania match. He needs to erase that from the mind of He's a different worker now. Right. I bet you he could. He's a different... Well, they need to set that up. They need yeah. to. I don't, they need to do that for like SummerSlam and or some Miz, show. And I'll tell you, that's another story that writes itself. Miz mm-hmm. is all about the spotlight being on him, but yet you come back for the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and then you dig. Here's the ironic part: mm-hmm. they're gonna get to start treating Cena like Cena was treating Rocky. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there, there. I've told a lot of Miz fans the only way Miz is really ever gonna. You know, because he's improved, but a lot of fans they don't see him in that light yet, and that's the only oh, way. Oh, I totally do. He's gonna I have totally to. Do. He's gonna have to work with Cena again, and they're gonna have to redeem him. You know, because that that match it forever tarnished the Miz, and, and that wasn't his fault. You know, because I've said it before. Um, I remember because uh, I was at that show live, and and obviously mm-hmm. seeing a show live and then watching it in person are two different feelings. And yeah. I remember like when Miz was um. I remember, like, when he was, I think he was a Money in the Bank holder still. I remember he had a match with Cena on Raw, like, in 2010 or something. It was before he cashed in. Um, and it was a good match. They had good matches. They had mm-hmm. good matches before. They had good house show matches. But that night, I don't know what it was, Cena just did not bring it. He just he just wasn't, he wasn't there. It was all about I, the ending with Rock. That's what it was. They were just going through the motions, yeah. and it was building to that, that, 30-second segment with Rock, Rock bottoming Cena, and then Miz pinning Rocky. Really? Now that this I think is the problem. It, Rock kind of owes the Miz, too. If, if Rock could somehow work with Miz, that would also do Let me tell you favor. something. Let me tell you something. And I get a lot of shit from this, especially back in 12 and 13, because Jay, Will, and all those guys were, like, on their knees for, for Rocky. <laughs> but, you know, I felt he was cancer to, to, that, to that company. During that period of time, the problem he is he did nothing uh, for uh, nobody. I, I I agree with you. The problem is, and if I could talk, if I could like talk to CM Punk for real in person, I understand Punk's frustration. But what Punk needs to understand, and you yourself, you even you even talked about this in one of the old episodes of Beer and Money. The problem with 2012 and 2013 was from the very beginning when they brought The Rock in, they agreed for a three-mania appearance where he was mm-hmm. going to guest host at 27. 
he was going to fight Cena at 28, and then he was going to give Cena his win back at mm-hmm. 29. So that means for three years, during that three-year period, unfortunately, it did not matter who was the WWE champion. It did not matter who was the world heavyweight champion because the end game would have been Cena Rock regardless. I think Punk Taker for the title would have overshot could have potentially overshadowed Cena Rock at twenty nine. I, 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 I think you add that match, the streak versus the title and mm-hmm. the different story I mean and they kinda of fell and the real the, death of and the real life death of Paul Bear, Paul Moody, that would saying. have added the they, drama to yeah, it. Yeah, and and the only reason why that feud really works because, like we've talked about a million times, it was put together so last minute. Was mm-hmm. I, I, this is a bad choice of words? I know, but they kind of. I don't want to say got lucky because that's it's going to sound so bad. But I no, you can say it. They turned you know shit into saying. salad. They, I, if they, I if I could if I could talk to Punk, I would ask him what was the plan. If Paul Bearer had not died, I really want to know because they only had three weeks to build that. That's probably the number one question I would want to ask Punk. If I could ever interview him for real, I would want to ask him what was the plan, like when you won that Raw. Because if you remember, he won that Raw, mm-hmm. and the next day Paul Bearer died. I remember because we were doing radio. I think Jay and I yes. were doing radio, and he died well, like no, we literally. Did P- we did PWP. It was a, I'll never forget. It was a Tuesday night. We did PWP radio that night, and then right before midnight. I think Jay was on another show, and he saw it, and then mm-hmm. he texted. I remember I woke up Wednesday to it, and I was like, like, whoa, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. holy shit, but yeah. But you're right, right though, like, when Rock was there, um, like, everything he did was to promote himself, promote his movie, or promote his match with John Cena, and it doesn't matter, like, anyone that had been champion during that period of time would have been a second fiddle, and unfortunately for Punk, he just happened to be the champion during that era. And if you took someone from WWE currently, like AJ Styles or Kevin Owens, or if you took someone from NXT, like Nakamura or I think unfortunately, I think unfortunately, for your AJs and your Owens, I think unfortunately those are, they're in that boat right now. Yeah, they would have been in the exact same spot. And that didn't hurt anyone. And I remember at the time, like, like it, it was, you know, it was at the time it was just it was hard because you knew what the end game was, and um, that was why it was it was it was such a that that period of time, 2012, 2013. It was of all the eras in WWE, that was one of the worst eras to ever be like a mid card guy um, because you were you were literally stuck in a position because any other time you could. Any other time, you can always be a mid-card guy, but there's always a chance that there could be a breakthrough. But, like, during that period of time, it was three years, and you knew going in there's nothing you can do. There's no way you can break that barrier because Vince had already set up in his mind that he was going to do Rock Cena. That was going to be yeah, the but focus. I, I, I always thought, you you know, and, and maybe Punk, Taker, and I don't know if there was anybody else that could have done this, but... I kind of felt you could have, like I said, you may not have been the last match at that show. Mm-hmm. Miami, forget it. Miami's off the table. It doesn't matter. You could have had anything. Nothing was going to touch Roxena main eventing in Miami. Yeah, that's that, fine. That's, that's fine. To me, what they should have did for 29, the, the, the match that fans wanted was Roxena Punk and a triple threat. That that was the match they should have did. They should have did Rock. Cena, Punk, 
and a triple threat. If you have, if you want to have Cena, re, you know, become the champion there, that would have been fine. I firmly believe, I firmly believe that if Punk had main event at WrestleMania 29, I think he would have, he would have stayed. I agree. All the other issues aside, he would have stayed. Any injuries aside, he would have stayed. That was really all he wanted was the main event. And and to his credit, I'm not trying to like dick ride Punk or anything. He deserved it. That was his year. You know, yeah. that's that's what WrestleMania is. You know, it's like that's how it works. You have a good year. Seth Rollins, Here's he had a good 2014, and Here's he made a event in 2015. Punk. I'll tell you what hurt Punk, to be honest with you, with that. Because sometimes you need an ally to pull that off. Mm-hmm. He didn't have one. Forget that. The one guy who could have went right up to Vince and said, I'm main eventing WrestleMania with Punk. The problem is Punk pissed him off two years earlier when he mounted off to him in, in on the European tour, oh, and Taker. that was Taker. Taker. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was Taker. Taker. If, mm. if Punk would have went to Taker and said, I think we should be in the main event, there's a, at least a 50-50 chance Taker goes to Vince and says, me and Punk are closing this show out. You put Roxena on before us. Mm-hmm. And Vince would, Vince would not have told Taker no. But the problem yeah. was he got mouthy with Taker back in '09, mm-hmm. and Taker never forgot it. That's why the Hell in the Cell match went like seven minutes and I went on that. first mm-hmm. because he mouthed it off to Taker and was like, "Fuck you now," and and <laughs> that's that's what he needed. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can't blame Ryback for that. You can't blame Cena for that. You can't blame Doctor Marone for that. You can only blame Phil Brooks for that. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll bring it back to to the original point because we just we just go dancing around. Um, the issue with um with Taker Cena is like we said before, WrestleMania 27. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, uh, that's one of the most rebooked shows uh, for a lot of wrestling sites, and um, that would have been the ideal time to do Cena Taker. And as I said before. Doing Cena Taker right now, like currently, like as John Cena currently is, as The Undertaker currently is, doing that match right now, it means nothing because, for starters, the streak is gone. And the idea for many years was, because um, see, see, Sting Taker, what fans forget was, sure, the streak was an alert to it, but Sting Taker was a dream match in general before mm-hmm. the streak was even a thing. That was a dream match, like before the streak was even established back in the Monday Night Wars. For Cena and Taker, the idea was, could, you know, never give two. up, could the face, the face of WWE... Yeah, right. That's yeah. what it is. Right, could he, could he break the streak, and if he could, would he go heel to it? So now right. that Taker doesn't have the streak anymore, that takes away, uh, like, 50% of the appeal for the match. Yeah, but you know what, though? You could still sell that on, you know, the problem is, and I don't know if it's because Taker's been around so long, or if Cena's getting to that point where, you know, he's not around anymore. I always thought, and I, I'm i pretty sure I've said this to you, you could sell it on the face of one era versus the face of another era. The I've, problem I've, is, oh, is that they're both part-time guys now. Well, it's not even that. I'd rather have them work each other if they're not going to put anybody over than work somebody else and go over somebody who... Who doesn't need to get squashed by them? Mm. You know, like, I'd rather see Taker Cena than 
Taker Wyatt and Cena Rusev. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the other part of it for me is that you know look at what <coughs> you know look at what it could at least mean for other people on the roster to kind of get protected by this match happening because if that match doesn't happen, then that's two guys that have to go out and get and re, let's be honest, put over Cena and put over Taker instead of putting them in the same match and just let them cancel each other out. Yeah, but you know, at the that, same time, you have to see that the match, like, you know, there's not much of a story behind it. But the match will still draw, but there's, there's tons of story behind it, you know, for the casual even, okay? You know, you and I, you know, we may, we may not be on board with it, you know, but that match will sell. That match is much, you know... That match will put asses in seats. It it will. You just have to be careful because just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean it's going to look good like Lesnar Triple H. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, but Lesnar Triple H was was more of a product of, okay, we'll book SummerSlam 2011 like this. Brock's going to be gone the day after WrestleMania. So you know what? Let's just get will give Triple H the win over Brock, and he can send Brock away. About a week or two before WrestleMania, wait, what, Brock's going to resign? Fuck. (laughs) No, it's true. It's the same thing that happened in 2015. Don't worry, Brock's leaving. We'll have Roman go over, and, and Brock, you know, we'll have Roman be the guy that drove Brock from the WWE. What happens that Tuesday? I decided to resign with WWE. Wait, what? Brock's staying? Fuck! You know, that that's that's the thing with Brock. You know, that's why booking Brock is so fucking impossible, too. But that that would work. Because even if you have people that haven't watched in forever, I think that would get people in. And plus, WrestleMania is not what WrestleMania used to be. WrestleMania is not about a four-month storyline coming to a head and the heel who's done every dirty trick in the book to, to get over on the face finally gets his. WrestleMania now has turned into more of a spectacle where the appearances and how you're going to get book around the appearances mean more by the actual matches. And the case in point to that is League of Nations versus New Day last year. For why, me, did, uh, why did New Day lose? Because Austin, Michaels, and Foley were going to come out for three minutes and destroy the League of Nations. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, I posted earlier this week, you know, I was watching uh, WrestleMania 17, and uh, to this day, it's still the best nope. Mania ever. Yep. Uh, I will never be topped. Actually, looking at it now, uh, so so soon after uh, watching uh, Wrestle Kingdom, I feel that WrestleMania uh, 17 had a very... Wrestle Kingdom-ish oh. vibe, where, um, yeah, actually, yeah, if, if you look at WrestleMania 17 now, the structure of the card is actually very similar to, the, to Wrestle Kingdom. As as the show went on, the matches got better. Um, like, for instance, like uh, right now, uh, the main, uh, well, as an example, the opening match at Wrestle Kingdom this year was, you know, ACH versus Ibushi wearing mask. And then the opening match for Wrestle Kingdom, for WrestleMania 17 was Chris Jericho versus William Regal. And, 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 
Yeah, and then halfway through, like in the midpoint of WrestleMania 17, you uh, had Edge and Christian, the Dudleys and the Hardys and the Ladders. And then at this year's Wrestle Kingdom, you had, I think it was uh, the Young Bucks against Rapongi Vice. Vice right. And then, and then the, the co-main event for WrestleMania 17 was uh, The Undertaker versus Triple H. And then the co-main event for Wrestle Kingdom was Tanahashi versus Naito. And then the main event, of course, Rock Austin. And the main event for Wrestle Kingdom, Omega Okada. So it's like the, the structure of WrestleMania 17 has really aged well. Um, it progressively got better as the card went on. Every match on the show meant something, had a story. There was not a single throwaway match at all. And I think that's what a lot of fans don't understand. Like some fans say WrestleMania 17 is overrated. Like, no, a perfect card has no throwaway matches. And unfortunately, as you know, I love WrestleMania 19. I love WrestleMania 19. And I, I, love, I thought WrestleMania 28 was cool. But those, those shows have throwaway matches. If it has a throwaway match, it's not perfect. And that's what makes uh, WrestleMania 17 perfect. And so what you just said before uh, a few minutes ago, uh, where you said that Mania is no longer what it used to be. Um, you know, obviously, everyone has their own opinions. For me personally, I thought that the, uh, the early 20 Manias were good. You know, the early adulthood, as they say, uh, Mania 21, uh, 22, uh, 23. And I thought that 24, at the time that I watched it, I thought that 24 was the best Mania that WWE had done since 17 for me for me the inconsistencies for mania started with 25 from 25 that was when it, that was when it was started because 25 had a lot of untapped potential 26 was safe it wasn't bad but it wasn't great 27 was just bad 28 was like a two-match show 29 was bad 30 was good, but I remember people went into 30 with low expectations, but it turned out to be good. 31 was very good, and then 32 was just bad. So it's like now, starting from 25, we enter like this on-again, off-again, sort of, where like it's good one year, and then it's bad the next year, and then it's good again the next year, and it just it kind of flips, sort of. So just based off this pattern, I feel like 33 will be good, and hopefully 34 will be good as well. But I'm in agreement with you. Like what you just said before, like you said WrestleMania is different. Like, you know, I agree with you. I, I, I view on a different level now. Yeah, I, I like I said, and, and anybody who will tell me I'm wrong, go look, like I said, go look at the New Day League of Nations match. That's That's it. That's yeah. what it's about. Go look at the Rock segment. I think 42 minutes from the time he got out there till the time he left. You know, that's what it's about. You know, it's not about, you know, oh, you know, Miz is finally going to get his, you know. It's not anymore. Yeah, maybe may huh. it was, was bad. I mean, we knew going into it it was going to be bad, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad just the booking decisions were bad the the match order was bad what the mania 32 yeah it was just I, i'll bad. be honest with you remember the conversations we were having last year remember what oh this is going to be on it that's going to wait who got hurt wait cena's not going to be back wait orton's hurt now i think 32 with what they ended up having ended up being a lot better than what it looked like it was going to be. 
32 looked like it was going to be a shit show. And the results were, some of the results were like, wait, what the fuck? Like, why is, why is League of Nations beating New Day? Why is Jericho beating AJ? Fuck, Ambrose got drunk last night at the Hall of Fame? Like, shit. But when you really look at it, wait, Charlotte's beating Sasha? and What the fuck? But when you look at it, it actually wasn't as bad as it looked like it was going to be. Nah, it was pretty bad still. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's completely jump around here. I, I, it's a shame because I think it's going on now. Omega's on Talk is, Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a 180 from earlier this week where I thought Omega was going back to New Japan. Um, I heard that they offered him two years. Even Adam Cole did an interview and pretty much said no one knows what he's doing. Um, but I know he hasn't signed anything. I think Cena's fucking around with everybody. I don't buy into this whole, there's no way Cena's doing this two years in a row with guys on Instagram. <laughs> his, his his description of his Instagram account is funny, where he's like, I'm just going to post photos and you can interpret it whatever yeah. way you want. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, not... man. Cena's already a heel on us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He media. is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You got to watch it. Cena's a douche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Posting a picture of Kenny from South Park and Megan Yeah, Man. <laughs> yeah. And he knows oh, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I really don't. I I don't know where this is going. I I I could see I could see him coming because I don't know if he's ever gonna be any hotter than he is now. But on the same token. If they present him an opportunity to win that title here, I can't see him turning that turning that down. You know, if he stays for two years, he'll be 35. I I don't know. Do you, you got any different feeling this week? Um, I know ESPN actually did a cover story for it this morning, which is okay. uh, pretty which is pretty big. Uh, yeah, he is on talk as Jericho now. Um. I heard something similar, you know, where Cole said he doesn't really know what he's going to do. Um, I know uh, uh, the the official New Japan Facebook page, uh, they're starting to post the uh, the post-conferences of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, the people. And um, they showed Omega and they showed Okada's post-conference. And uh, in Okada's post-conference, he said that Omega was taking a sabbatical which is the exact word that McMahon used for Punk when the walkout first happened, when he quit, mm-hmm. and Punk never came back. So sabbatical really is just another way of saying this person is on a temporary leave and we really don't know when they're coming back. Because if someone's taking a break, they just say, hey, just give me like a month or something. Yeah. So so that was kind of like what Okada said in the interview. Um, he talked as if Omega was still going to be there, because he said uh, they had some translators there, and he said that um, if uh, he said as long as Omega's there, he said uh, New Japan has a has a bright future. So he speaks in a tone of voice, as if like Okada's under the impression that Omega's staying. Um, I know uh, I listened to some um, 
to some other podcast. I, I know Jim Cornette was just being Jim Cornette. He was burying uh, Omega. Uh, Austin gave his opinions of it. Um, what did Austin say? Austin said that uh, he was uh, tweeted by a lot of folks, and he was told to watch the match. And uh, Austin said that it was possibly the, one of the best matches he's ever seen. And uh, he said that if he was Kenny Omega, he would stay in New Japan longer to win the title. That way, if he goes to WWE, he can just bypass NXT entirely and just get sent straight to the main roster, which makes a lot of sense because that's kind of what got AJ um, the the main roster shot. You, that you, think he needs that, you think he needs that title run? I mean, that that was – I mean, it, you got to understand, like, fans – you know, like, we've talked about before. You know, I'm a big AJ fan. I follow him for his whole career. But See, I don't think AJ winning, needed that. I don't think – I mean, I know it helped, but – See, the thing was, when, when he left TNA, good. when his contract for TNA expired... I know, they offered him an NXT contract. Right, and the, and the word was that the the deal he was given was, was not good, not to no. his liking. And so then he went to Ring of Honor in New Japan. And when he joined the Bullet Club and won the IWGP title, that was really when, like, he started to take off. And, and then that was when WWE was like, oh, okay. And then when they renegotiated with him... He just went straight to the main roster. Now, obviously, AJ's age had a lot to do with that as well. But then at the same time, you have Rude, who's pretty much the same age as him, and he's in NXT. So that really just shows you that winning the IWGP title and the whole Bullet Club thing, that really, really, like, changed the direction of how WWE viewed AJ. So Austin does have a point there. If, if, uh, If with that match, with that momentum that he had from Wrestle Kingdom, and if Omega was to win the IWGP title, and, you know, just being part of Bullet Club, the merch sales, the name value, you know, that literally does justify just a main roster debut, and you just skip NXT entirely. So, but that was Austin's thoughts. He's, he's, that's what he thinks Omega's doing. He thinks Omega's doing all of this so that when he does leave, he can just go straight to the main roster, which is a good plan. The only problem with that is if he does that, then we'll have to be waiting like another year, two at the most. Two. I don't think I don't think Omega would wait that long. Um, but, um, uh, his, uh, in a nutshell, um, his contract his cur- from what I understand, his current contract expires on the, on 31st, the 31st of January. And he currently has yet to resign. Um, so during this period of time, he's basically, and, um, he's resting his body and he's considering what he wants to do. Um, so even if he went to WWE, he couldn't show up at the Rumble anyway, like we talked about. Right. So, so, but as of right now, he's still featured on uh, on on future New Japan posters, like for later shows this year. Mm-hmm. He's on the poster, Chris. Um, yeah, he, he's featured for posters for, like, uh, the New Japan Cup and stuff. So, basically, they're under the impression that he's going to re-sign, but he currently has not as of right now. So, there's there's still time. But um, he doesn't really know what he wants to do. He's, uh, I mean, he had, um, he really does, seriously, he really does need a break. Um, he had, like, two five-star matches in a row like he that match with naito which i posted on pwp and then he had and that was the semi-final of the g1 climax and then the very next night he had a match with uh 
I believe his name is Hiroshi Goto, uh, the guy from Wrestle Kingdom. That was the very next night. So he had like two uh, crazy five-star matches, like two nights in a row. Like not even Shawn Michaels did that. Um, you saw the match yourself with Okada. You've seen, you've seen the crazy stuff he does, the bumps he took. Um, I was talking to Nate. Um, Nate gave me his opinion of the match. Uh, Nate thought the match was really good. Um, but Nate brought up a good point. Like I said, you know, Nate, you know, he's crazy. He, he, uh-huh. he trolls a lot, but Nate, he's very, very knowledgeable when it comes to, uh, serious stuff. Uh, yeah. Nate told me that, uh, the, the, the spot that worried him was the, uh, was the back body drop where Okada gave Omega the uh, oh, back yeah, body drop that, on the table. That, that's told you're going into that totally blind. Yeah. You're any type of anything off on that. And you're totally fucking that spot up. Yeah, that Nate. is a that's a Nate's a hundred percent right. That is a dangerous spot because mm-hmm. neither one of you have really any control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate was telling me that uh, Rick Rude, that the back injury he had was suffering a spot similar. similar to that, and uh, he was telling me that the thing about New Japan that he never liked was that uh, New Japan has like their wrestling ring kind of like on a stage. Sort of. That's, what, a, that's exactly what Rude hit. Mm-hmm. He hit. He hit like this catwalk type thing mm-hmm. when Sting back body dropped him, and that's what fucked him up for, for the for, forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not like not that it would make it any better, but it's not like it's a straight drop to the to the onto the mats on the floor. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a catwalk type. Thing to yeah, and it's elevated. The spot that gave me a heart attack was the one where Omega hit the uh, the dragon suplex on Okada from the top rope. Like, mm-hmm. not even Benoit did that. No, you know, in, in his prime, like not even. I mean, I don't, I don't doubt he would have if he was given the chance, but not even he did that. So yeah. it's like when you're doing spots that not even guys like New Jack and Benoit wouldn't do. Yeah, it's like. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe you shouldn't, um, you know. And then I remember there was a moment in the match, I think, where uh, Carino said on commentary, I think he said, when Okada gets, I think, what did he say? I think uh, I think he said 10 years from now when Okada gets hip surgery, he's going to remember that spot yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. But um, Omega, he's probably just, um, he's God, probably he's just fried. fried. He's, it's not even just the physical side of it. He's got to be mentally fried, too. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know. And like, probably from his point of view, he probably didn't think um, the match would blow up like it did. You know, because like, from his point of view, he was tearing it up in yeah. 2016. You know, he had great matches with Naito. He had great matches with Elgin. He had great matches with uh, Goto. You know, he had a good run. But, you know, it's New Japan. Not everyone... I uh, was talking about it, and, you know, so from his mindset, he's like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, and all of a sudden, he has this match with Okada, and, and just, like, the whole world's talking about it. Mm-hmm. We don't have the precise numbers yet. I know this is the biggest deal. Uh, this is what Steve Austin also went over as well. Um, we don't have the exact precise numbers, and I know that Carino was going through it on the Wrestle Kingdom show. I, I have to go back and it was a, it was somewhere in the middle of the card. I think it was during Kushida's match where um, I think Carino said that New Japan World acquired over, I think it was 20,000 or 30,000. It was like 20,000 or 30,000 new subscribers 
and for that show. Yeah, for just yeah, just for Wrestle Kingdom, and the majority of those subscribers were from America, so there was a lot of American fans that subscribed just to see um, Kenny Omega, uh, because you know one of the big issues with with New Japan is it's is not that English tap in, yeah yeah how do you tap in that you know it's not that English fans don't want to watch it's just. They, they they don't know who's who. There's no one to relate to. And Omega, mm-hmm. he's, you know, Omega's that trump card because he clicks with the Japanese and the English crowd. And so that really opened a lot of eyes for New Japan. So that was why, like, a lot of fans were like, Omega should have gone over. Um, and I think had they known that going in, how many subscribers they would have gotten, Omega would have probably have gone over. But, you know, when when Carino said that, that was like halfway through the show. So at that point, I'm sure whatever you didn't even know, they yeah, had, they didn't even know what the match was going to be yet. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't know. So, so from Omega's point of view, it's probably like confusing, you know, because then all of a sudden he wrestles this one match of Okada, and like all of a sudden everyone's talking about it. Um, and there's many, many, uh, there's many, many reliable, uh, you know, dirt sheet sites like PWI. Uh, many sites have reported that like Vince, Triple H, and many other. Uh, I heard they top, watched it. Top officials watched it. So I'm like, that's that's a big deal. Like, how many yeah. how many times have you ever heard, like, Vince and Triple H watch the Wrestle Kingdom main event? Mm-hmm. So from from Omega's standpoint, this is probably very confusing. You know, because yeah. it's, like, it's like all of a sudden he's getting attention now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's the just The one good it. thing <clears throat> is I hear he's not bitter about, like, 2006, 2007 when he was there and got released. No, no, he's he, not bitter. He's not Kevin Matthews. Um, <laughs> wow, oh, my went God. There. Went there. I, I literally hung up one night with Jay because it was like the third straight time he had Matthews over on, and it was the same fucking Bill DeMont story. And it was like, <laughs> dude, we get it. <laughs> I literally I, I hung up, and he, I think he messaged me on Facebook. He's like, dude. I think it was, like, right around the time my wife was going to have the baby. So I think he messaged me, like, dude, did your wife go into labor? I'm like, no. I'm like, I just can't listen to this shit again. I told Jay straight out. And I know when, like, they used to have a good relationship with Pro Wrestling Syndicate, whatever, I said, I, I know, you know, you're close with these guys. I said, but I just, I can't listen to this shit over and over and over again. I just, I can't. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I've heard Omega's not bitter. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Kyle Riley was removed from everything ROH this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. Um, I, I know he's been pulled from the tapings tomorrow night in Atlanta. He was supposed to main event. Uh, he's, he's gone. And in the same interview with Cole about Omega, Cole wasn't exactly, you know, committed about so, his future either. Yeah, yeah, well, again, the the big part by him was uh, Carino said during the show, during the match with O'Reilly, uh, uh, Carino said that Cole said that he was thinking about renegotiating his contract. And, you know, that was Carino's last show. So mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really see a reason why Carino would lie about that. Yeah. But um, the general feeling that they've said for a while now is that they feel they're that both, They're both that, leaving. That, that they're both leaving. Yeah. Um, uh, I was looking a little bit at a at a 205 live the other day, mm-hmm. 
And uh, Noam Dar and Cedric had a much better match. Alicia Fox. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> they had a they had a much they had I a love much, it. their he match was better on TV, and we get away with it. <laughs> their, their match was uh, their match was better, but uh, I noticed that the ending was still the same. Where he works on Cedric's arm the whole match and and wins with kicking him in the head. So um, the one thing I will give Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, He's not the most charismatic guy, but there's one thing that he does do that's pretty cool. Um, he has this one move. Well, his whole arsenal revolves around, like, the armbar, kind of mm-hmm. like the real. But his transitions into the armbar are a lot cleaner. I mean, the real's transitions were cool, too, but Kyle O'Reilly's just By a little way, bit better. You mentioned Del Rio. Watching Total Divas, Del Rio's a conniving little prick. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, clearly, there's uh, something there. <laughs> Holy that, uh, shit. Shit. Clearly, there's just something there. He's like in the same boat. He's in the same boat as Corbin. To me, like there's there's certain guys where it's like if if they just were allowed to just be themselves, they get over as a heel or as a face. But it's like when they have to follow uh, scripted promos, it's just like ah, bland, boring, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's always they been. Go, a, they go out to play pool. And he's wearing a three-piece black suit with a black <laughs> shirt and a black tie. And he, like, won't let Paige leave his side. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought up Nolan Dar, the one thing that Kyle O'Reilly does is uh, he's really good at uh, doing this one move called Axe and Smash where but, he but kicks wait, you and then... But hmm. wait, does O'Reilly say Alicia Fox? Well, he might very soon. So, anyway, he he's good at the uh, armbar transitions. So, uh, Dar's gonna win the Dar's gonna win the world heavyweight title just so he can go on TV every week and and come up with new ways for Vince to think he's saying fucks on USA. See, this is the stuff that just gives Nate ammo. This is why he just loves to do the Vince impersonations. Mhm. So. Yep. But yeah, Kyle Kyle's gone. And, uh, yeah, Kyle's gone. I think we'll Cole's see. gone. We'll, we'll see with Cole. I still I guess. don't get the Raymond Rowe thing. I still don't get that. Yeah, uh, Aaron and I, uh, we, 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 uh, we're on the same page with Ring of Honor. Uh, what happened, actually, now that I think about it, I need to, I need to catch up because uh, now is about the time they do the, uh, the prospect tournament. I do like to watch the prospect mm-hmm. tournament. Um, okay. They, uh, Hanson and Rowe were in the pro- They were in the finals of the prospect tournament. And uh, Hanson won, and then they became the tag team War Machine. After that, they had a they had a Road Warrior sort of vibe, where they just kind of went in there and destroyed you. And uh, right. you know they're both very agile big men, but Hanson was the clearer, better of the two. Yeah. And I don't mean that to to shit on Roe, because no, he's good just, too. But Hanson it doesn't was matter better. how good you are; they, they, one of you is going to be better than the other. Right. And in this case, it was it was Hanson. Right, it was Hanson, and then I remember you know, what happened. You, you could be a nine, but if your partner is a nine point five, that's no knock on you. It's just the it's guy's just the way it is. a yeah. little better, yeah. Right. So then what happened to Roe was uh, Roe was like in a in a motorcycle accident or something like that, and he had to recover. So then while he was in an accident, Hanson pretty much became a singles guy. And I remember uh, during that period of time, because that was like in 2015 when Ring of Honor was mm-hmm. like a legit alternative number two, and it was doing good, and TNA wasn't doing too good. And I remember uh, when he was doing a singles role, uh, he was having good matches with guys like Elgin, uh, Cole, 
uh, Lethal, Briscoe. I remember like when I, I guys like uh, what, what I always felt like that was. I felt like uh, Roe came back a little too early because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like just like you, you, you were getting those handful of matches where Hanson was able to showcase him. And maybe it was a case of maybe they thought the injury was going to be longer. Maybe they thought the mm-hmm. recovery time was going to be longer. And then next thing you knew, just as he was, you know, like you said, he was having, he had a handful of like good, really good matches. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, oh, Rose back. Okay, well let's put him in the tag team. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So it was like when Rose came back. I remember like a lot of fans were kind of annoyed because they knew that Hanson was going to be relegated back to being a tag yep. team guy. Kind of like how, as messed up as this sounds. When when James Storm was in NXT briefly, and then when he left and went back to TNA, this actually made a lot of fans happy because they knew that Bobby Roode would get a singles push. Because as awesome as beer money is, and as awesome, fans was like, okay, if you have to choose between beer money and NXT, or Bobby Roode just and WWE in general getting mm-hmm. a singles push, most fans would, would you know, they'll, they'll tug and war between the two, but at the end of the day, they want to see Bobby Roode get a singles push instead. Yep. So sometimes it's like when you're in a tag team, as, as not to sound like mean, um, it can kind of hold you down a little bit. But Hanson was always the better of the two. So when I heard that Raymond Rowe was going to go to WWE or NXT, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, what? Yeah. So I guess, uh, well, firstly, uh, he does have the look um, to be in the Wyatt family. Uh, he has the look to be part of Sanity, so that's good. He has that going for him. Uh, probably if Raymond Rose going to go to WWE, uh, the person that has the most to lose, and I hate to say this, I don't want to be mean or anything, but I'll probably to say uh, uh, with, 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 with Sanity on NXT and with, with guys like Raymond Rose, going to WWE soon, I would be very careful if I was Eric Rowan. You need to, because Eric mm. Rowan, Eric Rowan uh, seems like a nice guy, but he's not as charismatic as Bray, and he's not as versatile as Harper, and he's not improving like Braun, and he seems to get hurt every so often. A lot, yeah. And so uh, guys like Rowe, and, you know, the guys currently part of Sanity, I could easily see them, like, taking an Eric Rowan spot on, like, a Raw or a SmackDown, you know. But um, that, that, those are the guys, you know, because that's, that's always what I think about. Like, when I, when I look at someone being signed, you know, it, it doesn't matter where they are. Like, it doesn't matter if they're developmental. It doesn't matter if they're NXT because sooner or later the end game, you know, the end game for everybody is that they all want to be on the main roster. They want to be on WWE television. So whenever I see someone get signed, I always think about, okay, if this person gets signed, who's the biggest threat? You know, so when I looked at Ty Dillinger, like when Ty Dillinger was getting over with the whole 10 thing, I was like, okay, if I'm, if, okay, like if I'm on the main roster, if I'm Dolph Ziggler, I'm worried, you know, because <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. like uh, Ty Dillinger, uh, Tyler Breeze, those kind of dudes, they, they can provide everything Ziggler can, but they're newer, you know, they don't have the taint on their name, if that makes sense. You know, like if when I looked at Samoa Joe, you know, from day one when Samoa Joe, when he was in NXT, if I'm Roman Reigns, I'm worried because he's also Samoan and he comes from a different family and he's a legit badass that fans like. If if Samoa Joe goes on Raw 
and he's in the ring with Roman Reigns, we're going to get an ECW crowd where they're going to say, <laughs> they're going to say, die, die, Roman, you. die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, I mean, you know, that's how I am. So when I see someone get signed, the first thing I think about is, like, who's at risk, who's at risk, who's at risk. Uh-huh. And then some dudes get signed, and it's like they're so different, no one's at risk. Like, Roderick Strong, no one's at risk. Yeah, no yeah you know, he he's fine. Like, Nakamura. No one's sure. Well, yeah. I mean, and you look at the reports this week about who's on the verge of doing what. They're looking at Strong as a guy to step up when this next class gets promoted to the, main, right. to the main roster. They're looking at him. They, I, I think they call it like the Terry Taylor class, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. the class you know Taylor does to get guys ready. And they were basically saying that when the guys – Whoever is, you know, I, I know they've said Nakamura's in that class, Dillinger's in that class. Uh, I don't get TM61 being in that class. Well, Shane Thorne got injured, so that that's off. The one uh, guy they need to work on, like, he seems like a good worker, but the gimmick's just garbage. Is that, that Elias Sampson drifter? Yeah, I saw him, and I'm like, Sampson's going to get murdered on the main roster yeah. by these crap. But, but he seems like a good he seems like a good worker. He's got a he's got a good look. He's got look. a good look. I've said yeah. this to you and you and I have had this conversation a million times. He just reeks of oh, we got James Storm? Okay. Here's the guy <laughs> that was, No 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 not not being funny. It seems like and the timing was the same. Here's a guy we're gonna bring in James Storm and here's the guy that we're gonna have Storm work with. Mm-hmm. Because they can't, yeah. you know, you kind of like Gunner, like Gunner and TNA. And, yeah. to, and to Storm's credit, to Storm's credit, I'll give James Storm all the credit in the world. He's very good at making nobodies somebodies. Mm-hmm. I, will give, I will give TNA all the credit in the world, and I will give James Storm all the credit in the world. I always thought Gunner was generic. I didn't care about Gunner. He was just there. And then when they did that program in whatever year it was, I think it was like 2013. 20, it was 2012 into 13. They were the tag champs together. Yeah. And then, yeah, they dropped the belts. and. Yeah, and I liked the program. I liked the story. I liked the matches. And Gunner won. He went over. The problem yep. was is that TNA, they didn't, they didn't do anything afterwards with Gunner. Yeah. It's like they just forgot about him. But James Storm is very good. He's very good at working mm-hmm. with nobodies and making them. Like when DCC breaks up, he'll he'll be if he's still there, he'll be the perfect guy to get Eddie Kingston. Mm. Oh, and boy, how hard is it to believe that Kingston kind of fell flat on his falling flat on his face in TNA? That DCC is not doing anything for him. He should be a bigger deal than what he is. Yeah, yeah, he should. I think I think he he fucked up. He should, you know, from what I heard, he didn't want to wait, and you know. Now, I don't know if he'll get another shot to ever go to WWE. I've heard about him for for quite some time now, and I knew that uh, he hadn't worked on anything TV. It was like always no. like he was in Ring smaller. of Honor. He was in New Japan. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was yeah he was yeah he you know and and he was getting some juice behind them, and he was part of the class that was at. The performance center getting a look, and supposedly he was one of the guys they wanted to put through the medical. And next thing you know, he showed up at Impact, and it was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, especially at that those October tapings, you don't know where that company's headed. What the fuck? And I heard that that's the type of thing where you you don't get a second chance to come in. 
Like, you know, yeah. he he's he was he was an idiot. You know. Yeah, I saw that picture too. Uh, TM61 are good workers. They just need characters to to translate uh, and to uh, and, and for for casuals to understand. Well, they're, 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 Shane, Shane Thorne is on the going to be on the shelf for six to eight months. So. Sure. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for them. I, I, I don't understand how it didn't already, but I hope this shoots the revival up. Like, um, yeah, although I heard, Scott, I heard Scott Dawson kind of ran his mouth a little, and that got him in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, that will get them in trouble. They I need heard to that, understand that, he, that. He tweeted a few things, and Road Dog went back at him. It was when they were doing the tag team turmoil match, yeah. and he. Someone asked him, "Oh, are you guys gonna come out?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Why would I waste my debut on a tag team turmoil match?" And Road Dog basically replied to him, "You keep running your mouth like that, you ain't gonna waste your debut at all." Yeah. You know, and he's got a he's got a tone. Not to go that. back to Total Divas, but Road Dog seems to be very proficient in the way things are handled in a locker room and. Mm-hmm. You know, back you know what the backstage I think, etiquette I think, and I think how Bully to play got on the game. them too. Yeah. Yeah, Bully got yeah. he's got to he's got to tone down on that. He's got to um, watch out a little. Well, the idea that I'm well, obviously they're a tag team, so if they can't debut in a rumble. That'd be kind of weird. So, yeah, no. um, my idea is since Gargano and Champa are of cruiserweight, uh, you know, since they're cruise they're a cruiserweight tag team. That's what they are. So when their time comes, they they're can just on go that to list too. They're in that class too. I read. Right, so when when their time comes, they can just go to Raw, which would then leave the Revival to go to SmackDown, which would be fine uh, on a two-hour show. That works for them. Uh, yeah, the matches can, with Alpha were great. Yeah, they can have long, matches. Put them in a long feud with Alpha. Yeah, you, they can have matches with Alpha. They can have matches with the Usos. Uh, they can have matches with uh, whatever variation the way, of the Wyatt family I still exists. I want to something with the Usos. Because it just, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been going on with the Usos and Naomi for about a month, month and a half now. The Usos and Naomi are not on TV because creative is a bunch of racists. The Usos and Naomi are not on TV because Jay Uso and Naomi are both out with ankle injuries. And what pisses me off, it's not the people that are implying it. It's the fact that Naomi is retweeting it fueling this shit. That's the problem. And you know what? When she keeps doing that, when she gets healthy, she's not going to get put back on TV. And I just, I've seen this on Twitter. Oh, 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 oh. Why, why isn't Naomi on TV? Well, oh, I know why. I know why. I know why. Oh, and because of that, the Usos aren't on TV. No, two out of the three are fucking injured. Like that. And then she, she doesn't do anything to help it. Like, the same mm-hmm. thing with that Total Divas thing, with that graphic. Oh, 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 I know why they left Naomi off. I know why they left Naomi off. And it turned <laughs> out it was because it was for the season that she wasn't fucking on. Like, you know, the, 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 I can't believe I'm going to use this word. These kids don't fucking get it. And they're going to end... I know, and it's so bad coming out of my mouth, being that I just turned 40 and everything. But they don't get it that they're just going to end up putting a bullet in their own feet for their careers. Because trust me, if it's not Road Dog and it's not Bully, who I'm sure is talking to Devon, who's an agent, and it's not, you know, Regal, P 
people are watching what they're saying on social media. And if uh, someone, speaking of that, you just uh, brought up Regal. Um, did you hear the rumor about the Hall of Fame list? I posted that. Oh, okay, just making sure. I sent you that. Oh, that's right, you did. You sent With me the Christian. thing about, about Christian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I marked out, and I was like, yay. You know, <laughs> awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, real quick, uh, besides Root and Page, we're looking at Christian, DDP, the Natural Disasters, and IRS. Interestingly enough, though, still no celebrity and still no headliner. Um, any females? Not yet. Hmm. Uh, Not yet. Well, see, Rude is deceased, so um, you don't want to have too many deceased people in one class. Um, Why? Who are you thinking? Uh, I would like to see, uh, you know, like Victoria. Um, she works. Ma- I like Victoria. Uh, Victoria, uh, Molly, Molly, Holly, Holly, yeah. Um, let's see who else is there? Um, yeah, yeah, just those, those two. Uh, because that is a general rule. I always bring it up every year. You don't, you don't you know want to who have I too many getting in. People. You know who I could see getting in based on the overall relationship? Beth Phoenix. Because she's married to Edge. I'm is not Sable saying in? this year. No, not yet. Okay. You can do her too. You know, I don't know. Uh, have don't they ever know, had a female doing? headline? No, and Sable's not a female headliner. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good he, class, though. That's a good class they got. I yeah. hope they have a. I hope uh, Bray. They still got to get a headliner. They still got to get a headliner. I, I hope uh, Bray and Bo uh, break kayfabe. <laughs> I, I would love to see Bray in a tuxedo induct his father. <laughs> I want to see them both break kayfabe, man. They, yeah. they need to. They need to just. They need to just. They need to acknowledge like Bray and Bo on TV just once. <laughs> just one time. Maybe you get it in the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, they could, they could. That could be something yeah. right now. You could have Bo be like, all you gotta do is believe. Next person's Bray. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> Same as a mark out. So I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised on Rude. I, I am not because of his career, but I've always heard that Bruno and Vince came together because of Hunter. Warrior and Vince came together because of Hunter. Savage, even before he passed away came together with Vince because of Hunter. The problem is, Hunter never forgave Rude for 97. So who was going to bring that person to bring that together? Like, I've had this conversation with Aaron a lot, because Aaron's such a big Triple H guy, and he actually, like, he gets what I'm saying. Like, Hunter seems to be that fence mender and understand, you know, this makes sense for business. Let's you know, let's put the shit in the past in the past. But when Hunter's pissed at you, who's that person to be the one to go to Hunter and be like, Hunter, listen, this this makes sense, man. Like, let's, you know, let's let cool heads prevail. Like, that's why I don't think Punk will ever go back. As much as Vince would sit there and, you know, give him a blank check, let's go. I'm willing to forgive him. Hunter, you know, say what you will about but Hunter is going to look at it as, no, fuck him. Fuck him. Easy. He just goes to SmackDown. Simple. No. Have, have Shane or whoever. No. But not anytime Hunter, soon, anyway. Hunter will, no, I'm telling you. Hunter will not let it happen. You'll have to kill him before Punk ever walks back in that company. I'm telling you. That, you know. But you got to understand that Vince has say, too. So, 
Yeah, I mean, not. you got to understand, Vince was the one that got the real to come back when Triple H didn't go yeah, through. Yeah, but this is different. This is the, the Punk situation is a world of difference from Del Rio getting fired because he slapped somebody who made a couple of Mexican jokes. I this see is, what you're saying, but I still think different. it's possible I'm, because Shane is back, and from what we can see so far, that that's the real money match right there. Shane yeah. Triple H, and they're, yeah. they just oh, yeah, know each other. Like, real quick, I'm glad you... Supposedly Shane's going to have a WrestleMania match. Hmm. Supposedly Shane's wrestling at Mania. Okay. That's, you know? that's the real money match right there. Yeah, and Shane Triple H. That they're is. avoiding each other like the plague. And so the, to me, to me, the fact that Shane and 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 Triple H can coexist in one company, um, you know, to me uh, that yeah, shows but... that shows me it's possible. But there has to be a very big. Big difference, and when I mean by big difference, I mean a huge difference. Like, like look at Shane. Like we see Stephanie every week, and like we see Shane like literally like once every two months. <laughs> and whenever Shane does show up, he's yeah, never advertised. He you just shows it, you up. You want it the other way. You you know, <laughs> let Shane be there and let Stephanie. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know what's going to make it even worse is I think Foley's going for hip surgery soon. So I mean, yeah. that's all we're going to get is Stephanie and, and Foley tweeted. And I think people jumped the wrong way, but you got to realize if he's going for hip surgery, he's going to be out for a while. Then he's like, oh, the GM job might be up for grabs soon. Well, yeah, he's going to be, if he's going to be out at least for two, three months, mm. you've got to have a GM figure on the show, you know. Well, you know, like that, you were saying earlier, uh, not, not every Hall of Fame class is going to have a, Oh, then it's not going to have a headliner. That's what no, happens. No, you got to. As you, as you, uh, as you keep that. putting more big they names learned, in there, yeah, you they run out of names. They learned that lesson I heard between, with the DiBiase class and the Dusty class, that you need you need that guy. I heard those they, – they need that. That's why I heard they keep delaying the ticket, the on-sale date, is because they don't have that guy yet to announce – well, that's, that's what happens, jump. though, when you keep adapting everybody that's worthwhile, though. You're going to run out eventually. You know? I, I think this year the guy's Goldberg. I don't think he's ready for that kind of commitment. Not that I disagree with you. If, since they're in Orlando, since they're going to be in Orlando, I just say go, go ahead and put Rock in. Yeah. At this point, he might as well never wrestle again anyway. I'm sure yeah. he would like to wrestle again, but there's nothing more he can contribute. You know, what unless you said he's going to start putting people over. Unless he's going to put people over. Right. You know, you like know. What you said before, you know, um, I well, I'll tell you right now, though, in that old in that old senile man's mind, if he can somehow get a third match out of Rock and Cena, he'd do it in a heartbeat. Oh, we're still getting it. We're getting it at some point in some form or fashion on a TV show, in a movie, or in a WWE ring. It's still one one. We're well, getting Rock hear, Cena three. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously, I, I it's been debunked and whatever. But when they finished filming Fast Eight. And supposedly Rock and Vin Diesel legitimately had, like, an issue. They yeah. were, the original thought was, oh, this is going to lead to something at Mania. Oh, that, man, don't get, don't get me started on Fast 8. I can, I can make so many wrestling jokes just based off that trailer. Jeez, talk about a heel turn no one wanted. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think it's going to require CGI Paul Walker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always defended Rock in the past. Which after, to... which after Rogue One, you know what? I, I don't know why you let the character walk away. I mean, I understand it was a nice way, a nice tribute to him, 
But you know what? If you could CGI Peter Cushing for two and a half hours, and he's been dead for 30 years, you could CGI <laughs> Paul Walker for for two hours. I mean, fuck. Yeah. You know, um, you're going to have to CGI Carrie Fisher in two years, you know. That's fucking depressing. But Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, uh, to what you said before at the beginning of the show, um, for years, I've always defended The Rock. Um, when it came to... Um, when when it came to like selfless top guys, I always thought uh, Sting was selfless, uh, right. Jericho was selfless, right. uh, Flair to an extent is selfless in terms right. of working with anyone and making them look good, right? Um, and I, I'll and uh, uh, oh yeah, Brett Brett too. He was always selfless. He would work for people, anyone except on Sean. the card except Sean. <laughs> um, but but Rock, I always thought I mean, one thing I always liked about the Rock. And, you know, we've talked about this before. And, you know, I think the reason fans don't shit on Austin is because he, he's admitted several times that he wasn't in a good place towards, like, you know, 2001, 2002. Yeah, but Austin was a dick even before. And I loved Austin. I yeah, he did. loved Austin. Well, what, what I but Austin was Rock. a dick even before that. Jerry, yeah, Billy Gunn, the list of guys that supposedly they wanted him to work with, a second Owen feud. And he said, absolutely not. You know what? I get the fact that towards the invasion and even after that in 02, he was all over the place. But that doesn't excuse all the other shit. And I, I Chris, I, I, was, I had every Austin shirt in 98. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, was. I was running around with not a shaved head, but a goatee and a, and a chain and, a, and an Austin shirt and jeans. And I loved Austin. But he was a douche. He was, you know, I, I said before, the first the first burial that I ever noticed as a kid, you know, what what is a real burial, you know? It's a word that's that's overused a lot in the Austin IWC. And Jeff Jarrett. Uh, uh, yeah, a real burial is like to the fans listening, uh to 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 piggyback on what JCD is saying, a real burial is like when someone on the rise attempts to do something with someone high on the card and they just get destroyed. Or they're made to look weak in a way where it's like you're not on my level, mm-hmm. and then after that, like that's it. There's no follow up. There's no rematch. There's no like that's it. That's the end. Uh, you know, like the most obvious example. And you know, to our credit, you know, we've admitted that he's matured. The whole Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston thing. That was yeah. a burial. You know, um, the first burial I ever noticed as a kid, and, and I never cared about him was the whole Billy Gunn, Steve Austin thing. You know, when Billy Gunn. Hit him with the Famouser in the War Rumble. Steve Austin no sold it and just threw him over the top rope. Well, that goes back to '99. That was 2001. No, no, that was when he was. That was when he was the one Billy Gunn. I know. No, no, no. But that that goes back to even '99 when Gunn was trying to get going on that heel run after he broke away from um, from the Outlaws and was going to jump into that feud with Rocky. They wanted him to work a couple a couple of shows with Austin, and Austin said no. I'm not working with badass with badass Billy Gunn. He's like, I'm not doing it. So that even goes further than the than the Rumble. <laughs> that goes back like two years sooner. Austin wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah, Austin felt true. he was a joke. Mm, that's 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 true. I remember that now. But yeah. uh, what I always liked about The Rock was he was one of the few top guys that I can think of that, like, you know, once he became a champion. Like when most dudes become champion, they they stay up there and only work with top guys. 
And I remember when The Rock was champion, he worked with everybody, and not just working with them, but he would do segments. Like just sometimes, like just doing a backstage segment would just give someone the rub. Mm-hmm. The stuff of Hurricane, the stuff of Jeff Hardy and Trish, the stuff of mm-hmm. Christian. When he was like a top guy, he would work with guys like Eddie Benoit. Which is why, which is why this new modern version of Rock, I don't get it. Right, right, right. And so, like when The Rock first came back, like at first. Um, it was clearly directed towards Cena. And which is kept, fine. That which was made fine. The, that made sense. But you right. know what? Take a skull-crushing finale for once. Yeah, yeah, take yeah, a money, yeah. take a briefcase that Alex Riley was holding. You don't have to take the briefcase shot from Riley. Take it from Miz. Right, you know. For uh, once. He, he was at the expense of, uh, you know, he kind of, his, his thing came at the expense of the Miz. For me, when I started noticing that what he was doing um wasn't really working anymore is when he would just show up unannounced and he'll just rock bottom folks like Rusev, like that mm-hmm. one raw where he came back and he rock bottom Rusev. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, rock Rusev. There's a match I like to see, you know, like just a match or like yeah. a fight or something. And he just, he just rock bottom Rusev mm-hmm. or that time he came out and he just did a segment with the new day. And I'm just kind of like, okay. What's the point? Like, what's, this was you know, literally just to get Rock <laughs> and Xavier in the same ring together, and nothing's happening. Yeah. I, like, I think know, New Day was feuding with the Usos at that point. I don't even think the Usos came out. They didn't. They didn't. What, know, made like, that, what made that like, so crazy? Like, the Usos get the rub on it? What, what made that so crazy was, like, was, like, when The Rock was there, like, they didn't do anything to give the rub to Usos or Roman. Who right. needed it? And it was even, almost as if, even Big Show in that Rusev thing. Not that Big Show needs a rub from The Rock, but Rusev Big Show was the story that was going on. Let Big Show come out after Rock verbally, you know, let Rock verbally destroy Rusev, but don't get physical with him. And then let Big Show come out and like fist bump Rock and then go in and get into it with Rusev, you know? What was that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No, like. When with the Rocky Rusev thing, that's when Rusev was feuding with Big Show, and not that Big Show needs a rub from the Rock, but you know what? Let Rocky and Rusev get into it verbally. No physicality. Let Big Show come out. Let him fist bump Rock, and you know what? Then let Big Show and Rusev get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. You know, um, I'm not really sure um, where his mentality went. Or where it's really going to go. Um, but that rock bottom... Supposedly he came up with the idea for the Wyatt segment at WrestleMania. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? What, what really what really pissed me off was... And I remember, like, uh, even casuals were bothered by this. Was when he was doing the promo with Gray. And, like, he put him over. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing as I'm talking about it. He put him over and then buried him in the same segment. He yeah. says... These fans, they listen to you. They like you. Like he put them over, and yeah. immediately it's like the next second, rock bottom. Yeah. So it's like. It's like wait, what? Fuck. Like, <laughs> like you could use that segment, especially what they did the night after, to start the segue, the Bray face turn. Like you could have had Rock say that same thing. Like, listen, they 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 listen to you. They they want to believe in you. You know, just give them a reason to. And then you know what? Have it end there. <laughs> you know, and then the next night 
the Wyatts attacked the League of Nations, and all is right in the world again. But you didn't need, did Rock really need to get a three-second win over fucking Eric Rowan? Did Rock really need that? Nah, think about it. They should have did like a handicap match, like WrestleMania 20. Rock and Cena against the Wyatt family. That probably would have oh, saved well, the remember, show. remember, Cena got cleared that Friday. He's Cena. He would have, he would have found some way around it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> they, they should have did that, Rock. They should have did Rock, Cena, and the Wyatt family. I love the new Cena meme. Put you over? I'll put you over. <laughs> put you over my shoulder and give you an AA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, man, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Baron Corbin, but what the fuck was that on Friday? Oh, I'm sorry, Tuesday. I love Tuesday. Corbin. I think this was criminal. The only yeah. way the only way this, this gets made better is if Corbin works Cena at Mania and beats him. Hey, well, that's the direction, I guess. Just let AJ beat him clean so that story can end finally. Actually, let Corbin cost Cena. Get some heat on Corbin. Let let Corbin get some heat on on. Why not? Why not? Let let Corbin come out and cost Cena the title. Do you let really it happen. think? Do you really think Corbin's beating Cena at WrestleMania? Come no, on. I I no, I know that. <laughs> dude, dude, the 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 regret in your voice when you said no was great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Like you know, you're like no. No. <laughs> no, but you know what? Let Corbin. Let Corbin. Hear me out. Let Corbin cross Cena the title at the Rumble. Let them go into the Mania, and of course, Superman wins. Superman's got to go film a movie. You want one of your bigger angles for the for that SmackDown? Let Corbin destroy Cena. Okay. Instead of Cena just up and disappearing like he's been doing, let somebody get the heat on the fact that Cena's got to take time off. Why not? And then you know what? If Cena comes back for SummerSlam, Cena has no problem, unless you're the Nexus, putting people over at SummerSlam. <laughs> let Cena put Corbin over at SummerSlam. Uh See, that's that's really the only reason. That's the only thing that really makes Cena a superhero. Like you know those little comics where all the villains that have been screwed over by like Batman and Superman like band together. That'd be like a really cool storyline. Like if there's like a faction of guys that all got fucked over by Cena to just attack him for no reason. <laughs> call it the Alliance. Call it call it AOC Alliance against Cena. <laughs> that like would that. work. That'd be awesome. That would get, work like, actually. Get, get like Barrett. Get Sandow. Get Miz. Well, actually, you have oh. to get like literally like half the roster to do that. But, yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that. Real was. quick, with with like six minutes to go, um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it looks like some direction on Drew Galloway's status was established at the Impact tapings. Combine that with the fact that he's making an announcement in Ireland tomorrow. I. I I think he, his contract's up in February. He's mm-hmm. another guy I could see back in the spring. We'll, we'll probably see him. Uh, uh, we'll probably see him back, um, like in late spring, early summer. Yeah. Um, he should. Uh, well, obviously because of the whole Cassius Ono thing, which is weird because fans are going to call him Chris Hero anyway. But whatever. Um, I, I What's even weirder? Hang on. Here's the thing with with Ono that's even weirder. The segment was a dark segment. Apparently, it's not going to air. He's just back. Because they actually announced it on the website, that, yeah. on WWE's website, that he's back. He's working house. He's working NXT events. 
He's wearing his 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 trunks say hero. Yeah, that's 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 strange. Yeah. No one's gonna. That, that's not even a good name, Cassius Ono. No one's gonna call him that. It was all right? about the initials. Yeah. It yeah, was KO, all about which, being the original is, KO. Which is, yeah. Which is weird because K- Kevin Owens is. K- yeah, but yeah. Ono was there before Owens. Yeah, that's that's, that's just know? weird. I don't, I don't know what that's though. about. No, 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 no. Who are you to call yourself that? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to call yourself that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I guess no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I like his name, Drew Galloway, but Drew McIntyre was a good name too. Yeah, but, but I, if I was him, I would want to go by Galloway just to erase the stink of the McIntyre name. Sort yeah, of, but supposedly uh, they're they're back on that kick of wanting to own names. I think yeah. Tommy N got a new name. Big Damo got a new name. Yeah, they're on that kick again of wanting to like own certain names mm-hmm. now. So. Uh, if he comes back, you know we've already talked about it before. You know you can you can back go the direction with the chosen one and all that, and then he can just attack someone and be like, you know, they said it was going to give it to me, and you know, Telling blah you. blah blah. Telling you, you want to get instant heat on him when Slater eventually comes back. Cause Slater's a little banged up. Have Rhino get a partner. Oh, you know, and have Slater think McIntyre is coming back to reform whatever his three MB, and have Galloway destroy Slater. That's heat. That I'm. <laughs> He's improved, though. I'm not really sure what kind of reaction he'd get. It definitely depends on the city they're in. Um, it would depend he, on the city and what they do with him. If they just bring him out to face, like, Apollo, yeah. I think it's going to be like, oh, okay. But yeah. if they brought him out in, like, a smart city and they really understand, like, where he's been and what he's been doing, I think and, – and they do the right thing with him, I, I think he'll, he'll, get, he'll get a good reaction. Um, you know – He's another guy that, you know what, if Triple H was ever going to put together a legit stable of guys, he'd be a good fit for it. Like Galloway? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Galloway, you know, can slip the hair back, put it in a ponytail, wear a suit. Like, Galloway's got that look to, like, you know, corporate it up. Plus, he's got that size and he's got that brute demeanor. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd be a good, he'd be another guy. If Triple H isn't going to do the club, He'd be a him, Galloway, Balor, you know, and, you know, maybe even the Revival would be, you know, even though the Revival should be on SmackDown, they'd be like the per, like a good set of guys to put with Hunter. It just sucks with all these call-ups and uh, all these guys because you know, like, all of them just can't be on SmackDown. Some of them, unfortunately, are going to end up on Raw. It's like yeah. nobody wants to be there. So, really, like, if you're if you're trying to make it to the main roster, really – you're trying to get to the main roster first because you know what you need to be. You need to be better in ring than you are on the mic. Because if you're in ring, if you're better in ring, I notice they'll put you on SmackDown. But if you got a character, especially with something catchy that the audience will turn will get involved in, you're going to Raw. Which is why, yeah. as much as he should be on SmackDown, I think Dillinger's going to end up on Raw. Oh, uh, that makes me not feel good about Bobby Roode then. <laughs> so. Rude. I don't know. I don't. I, I think Rude would be fine wherever he goes. Rude's yeah. another guy who could be a Triple H. You know. You know. I'm telling you, you could do it. Put Triple H in like a managerial mentor role. You know. Yeah. It, it would work. You know. I like uh, how they both have chosen not to grow their hair back. That makes the comparisons even more yeah. funny. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's you, your guy. You could do a story like Rude being Triple H's long lost son or something. Oh God. 
Okay, we didn't we didn't get we didn't get the McMahon limo angle. We'll get this. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get this. So. The best thing about the McMahon limo angle was how many stockholders actually thought it was real. I, thought I, I remember was that. Wasn't that why Paul London got fired? Wasn't he like laughing before it happened? <laughs> That was one of the reasons, but London didn't get fired because when they redid it, with, when it ended up being the adoption angle, Vince walked by London again and told London, like, you should smile more. You got a nice smile. <laughs> like, Vince said something, like, totally, like, <laughs> which was great, though, because it, it showed Vince actually had, like, a sense of humor, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I've, I've yeah, he does. Said something, he said something to London, like, you should smile more, kid. <laughs> like something like that, and it was like that's great. Yeah, I've heard all types of crazy. I've heard that he's like got a sense of humor, and I've heard that he's very, very, uh, like, uh, very open. Uh, the craziest stories I've heard is that he used to wrestle with uh, with Kurt on a yeah. plane. Yeah, and he, I thought, heard, he thought he thought he was he thought he could Matt wrestle Kurt Angle. <laughs> I've yeah, heard that a million times. And the craziest like, story I heard is I heard that he used to uh, he used to haze Kofi, which is crazy. That's what I used to hear. Because he thought, apparently he thought that Kofi was, like, too nice. You know what I'm saying? So he just messed with Kofi to see if Kofi would get angry at him. But Mm -hmm. this is a story I heard, like, four years ago. So Vince seems like a troll behind closed doors. (laughs) Vince and Cena trolling people on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. John, put him a pick of Kenny from South Park. My favorite favorite, uh, joke with Vince was... uh, that first episode of Edge and Christian, when Christian was in the office, and Vince was like, what are you doing here? I hate you. <laughs> I hate I, I don't want to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like, like Vince is totally like, he's just, he's he's accepted the internet memes, yep. and he's just become one with them now. Wait, I don't want to see, no, you know what the best <laughs> thing with Vince was? This is one of my favorites. Remember they did that Monday Night Football skit with Trish and Sheldon Benjamin? Mm-hmm. And it was right after, like, Nicolette Sheridan and T.O. did something. Like, the opening for Monday Night Football, like, people were bugging out. And because Nicolette Sheridan was in, like, a towel or whatever, and she took the towel off to, like, give it to T.O. And Vince was like, oh, my God. Well, Sheldon, I don't know if you know this, but you're African-American. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and everyone knows that African-American men, like short little Canadian women with broken noses. Because <laughs> that's what Trish had the face played on. He's like, there will be outrage. There will be phone calls. We can't have this. And he, like, storms off. You can tell he wants to do so much more, but he can't. Because yeah, he and, like, Sheldon PG, storms PG off. And then, like, and then, like, Trish is like, is he gone? And Vince is like, yeah. And then, like, Trish, like, takes off the towel and, like, jumps into Vince's arms. But, like, Vince was like, oh, my God. Sheldon, I don't know if you – it was just – the delivery was so great. I don't know if you realize this, but you're African-American. He's very good at his facial uh, – he's very good at his facial expressions. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was looking at the Mania match with uh, Rock and Austin. I never realized how funny his facial expressions were when he no, tossed the Rock you the match. Want, you want the best Vince facial expressions in a match? The match with Hogan. When Vince is slowly coming up the side of the apron <laughs> and all you see is his eyes, that is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, Vince. And everyone knows African-American men 
like short Canadian blonde women with broken noses. <laughs> I think Nate's favorite is, uh, I don't know what segment it was on. It was that notorious segment on SmackDown where, like, he was in a chair and, oh, like, he was, he was pleased. One. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he fell off the chair. Oh, that, that's, yep. that's my favorite Jiffy Cat ever. Like, that's, that's, yep. that's like eternal for me, that one. Well, I like the meme they turned it into with the Roman with the arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Uh, next week, we'll do a Rumble preview. Okay. What number did you get? I got, number, thing? I got number 17, which is weird, because I just I watched I, WrestleMania 17. Oh, okay. Then I got. I think I got 16. Oh, I think okay. I'm right. I think I'm right before you. Okay, so. well, I won't attack you or anything. <laughs> okay. You know what? We'll team up, and we'll throw everybody else out, and then we'll fight amongst ourselves. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you next week. All right, later. Later. Bye.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.